Nyata, hello. It's Alison here from a church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. If. If is a very small word with a very big weight, and I hear it all the time. If only I prayed hard enough. If I were a good enough Christian. If I read my Bible more. If, if I really trusted God. If I just tried harder. How many times have I heard some iteration of this? Sometimes from the people I listen to. Sometimes within my own head. If only I did this and prayed that and had more quiet time and read my Bible and ran a soup kitchen and really truly turned my heart to God. Then everything would be okay. My mental health would be great and my chronic condition might clear up and my relationships would all be wonderful. I'd be so much more loving and patient and kind and I'd never be lonely and I'd never be sad and I'd never, ever, ever, ever hunger or thirst again. And after two years of lockdowns and sickness and real and anticipatory fear, the ifs are becoming particularly insidious. For many of us are blaming ourselves for not coping too well. For being afraid of physical gatherings. For feeling exhausted after social events. For being zoomed out. For letting our kids see that we're struggling. For having little capacity for new ideas or conflict. For bursting into tears at the least provocation. For never really wanting to go out. If only we were better Christians and trusted God, prayed more, we think. We'd be totally fine. God would reward us with health and happiness, or at the very least, peace of mind. But this is a dilution of the narrative we often hear from big churches and in a slightly different form from major corporations and the wellness industry. It's the narrative which drives some people to believe that the blood of Christ will protect them from COVID and that vaccines are unnecessary that people that are to be blamed for their own suffering, and that faith is rewarded with material wealth. And while we here at Sanctuary have largely rejected the excesses of such doctrines, we are still vulnerable to their little lies. If I just tried harder, if I was a better person, if only I could transform my thinking. So I'm here to tell you that this is wrong, wrong, wrong. For the Bible tells me so. Even Jesus struggled. Even Jesus wrestled. Even Jesus was hungry and suffering and powerless and ineffective. So to see, let's turn to the Gospel according to Luke. As you might remember, early on Jesus was baptised with all the people in the crowd among us. And then heaven was opened and the holy breath descended in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. I am delighted with you. But notice that this happened before Jesus had done anything much. That is, he'd been born and circumcised and presented and blessed at the temple. All of which demanded nothing from him. A few years later, he'd debated with rabbis in Jerusalem. 
which tells us that he was growing up in an observant household and learning scripture and tossing around some ideas of his own. But then he'd gone home. He'd followed his parental guidance and grown up some more. Meanwhile around him his family was doing stuff and John was doing stuff, but we are not told that Jesus was doing anything much at all. There was no teaching, no healings, nothing but a choice for God. But that was plenty enough. For as a voice from heaven said at his baptism, You are my son, the beloved, and I'm delighted with you. And then this, baptized, filled with the holy breath and the assurance of being beloved, Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness and there he is tested. If you are the Son of God, says the devil, and Jesus wonders, Am I really? Am I really the Son of God? How can I prove it? What will it take? If I were really God's child, would I be so famished for food, for love, for companionship? Would I hunger so much for healing, for acceptance, for physical touch? Would I pray more, work harder, do more with my life? Would I have more friends? And he wrestles. Jesus Christ, Son of God, baptised and beloved, wrestles. Because this is not a quick multiple choice test over in an instant. This is a test that comes after a committed period of prayer and fasting. As he wonders, if. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you are the Son of God, satisfy yourself through your own efforts. Pray harder and see the results. Change your thinking and you'll be fine. But then Jesus sees the trap. He remembers that there is no if. Already he is God's son. He didn't earn it and he doesn't need to prove it. And he realises that it doesn't provide a safety net. He might be hungry, but he's still God's beloved, still filled with the holy breath. And so he steps away from the trap. But then... If you are the Son of God, says the devil, throw yourself down. God's angels will protect you. And again, Jesus wrestles. If I am God's child, am I God's child? How do I prove it? Surely I have power. Surely I'm called to have a serious impact on the world. I might need to cut a few corners, take a few risks, but God will protect me. I'm here to have an effect. But again, Jesus remembers, there is no if. Already, he is God's son. He didn't earn it. He doesn't need to prove it. And it doesn't provide a safety net. He might be suffering and powerless, but he's still God's beloved. Still filled with the holy breath. And again, he sidesteps the trap. Friends, we are in the season of Lent, 
a 40-day period which recalls Jesus' time of testing in the wilderness. During this season, many of us engage in more intentional prayer, reflection, fasting, acts of mercy and justice, and meditation on the scriptures. We seek to strip away all which turns us from God, and we seek to follow Jesus ever more closely. And these are all good things to do, but as we do them, let us not make the mistake of striving for our own salvation. And let us not berate ourselves for our hunger, our suffering, our powerlessness and ineffectiveness, because these were Jesus' realities too. He was hungry and thirsty. He was persecuted and he suffered. He was rejected and denied, and any power he had was rooted in the weakness of self-giving love as he was raised up on the cross. So this Lent, let us lay down all our ifs, and let us take up our identity as beloved children of God. For we have entered into Jesus' baptism, and so we've been raised with him into belovedness and into God's delight. Right here, right now, before we've ever done anything much. Like Jesus, we didn't earn it. Like him, we don't need to prove it. And as in his case, it doesn't provide a safety net. God's children can be hungry, suffering, ineffective and powerless, but they are still God's beloved, still filled with the holy breath. So let us sit in the wilderness in our hunger, in our suffering, in our ineffectiveness and powerlessness. Let us sit in our fears and our illnesses and diseases. Let us sit in our faith and our unfaith, in our exhaustion and in our tears. We have nothing to prove. God's love is a gift and God already delights in us. Let us be still and remember this. Above us, an eagle soaring. Beside us, brother Jesus and his community. Within us, the holy breath. It is a long 40 days. No ifs, ands or buts. Breathe in. Breathe out. And sit. Amen. There's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.org. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. And if you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you'll find the details for this on the website. This recording was made on Peak Warren Country on the lands of the Eastern Ma Nation. And the rains have finally returned. Yellow billy buttons and purple dianella berries are nodding in the garden. And everywhere you look, there are butterflies. The peace of this land be with us all. Amen. Warwick.